Oh, wait, wait. Who is this, Ernie? <laughs> Ready for the best, the clamps cast You know we better than the rest, the clamps cast Swish, every time we shoot we score Love the ball, love the ball I know you want more Hello and welcome to the very first inaugural episode of the clamps cast I'm your co-host Taz And today I'm joined by the lovely Hole How you going Hole? Hey mate Oh, all the better hearing your beautiful voice mate Lovely to be chatting with you We've got a big show coming up today yeah, a lot of news about what's going on around the league. It's going to be great fun. Heaps of news. The news isn't normally going to be this long as it is today, but we've got lots of off-season stuff to catch up on. After the news, we're going to be jumping straight into some sneaker chat as well. So I look forward to that one at the end of the cast. Yeah, and we're going to have both of us are going to nominate a pair of shoes, and we've also got one community one for you guys to vote for on our Instagram page. Can't wait. Let's jump into it. And now we are starting with the news. And the very first thing we have on our list is Shay signing a new deal to OKC. Five years. I'm absolutely loving it. Full maximum rookie contract extension. Uh, as an OKC fan, he's the future of our franchise. Really think he's going to match up well with Kitty. What do you think, Harry? Yeah, I got no major hot take on this. Good player, future. Can't believe Clippers let him go. I suppose they had to, but hey, get paid, young boy. Get paid. Exactly. Exactly. It's what we love. Uh, he's a good player. I mean, you know, they're the sort of guys you want to give max deals to. He's he's definitely got huge upside, and you know, already an all star caliber player. So happy to pay him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And how about that fit with Giddy though? Is that is that something that freaks you out, or you feel good about it? See, I feel good about it because I think they can learn a lot from each other. I think that's the first thing. And it'll also put emphasis on where they both sort of have to improve, which is that perimeter shot. I know Shea's definitely gotten a bit better at it, but if they can both sort of adjust to that, that's the only problem that Westbrook had with his progression. Because the reason I like Giddy going to OKC is Mm. because they've already done this before with Westbrook. Just do the same thing, but put a bit more emphasis on perimeter shooting and you've got yourself a real talent there, potentially Hall of Fame talent. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a serious backcourt with with some good length. You know, that, that works well on both sides of the ball. So, so absolutely all for that. I think it's, it's just got a huge upside for that backcourt. Completely right. agree, yeah. Great yeah, height as well. which is always good. I mean, height's such an underrated thing. You know, tall guys do it best. Heading yeah, over absolutely. to the mecca of basketball, the Knicks. You like what they did with Kemba? I like what they did with Kemba because you're, you're getting some more and more pieces to put around Julius because, like, obviously they went to the playoffs the first time in a while and they got pounded because Julius was just he was just out of energy. You could see it. And they just needed to get some help. And I think Kemba, people try to claim, oh, yeah, he's old. But he's a very serviceable player. If not, he could potentially be an all-star talent. Yeah, I mean, he's only a couple of years removed from 25 points a game in, in you know 2018. And it's great to see Cardiac back home with New York. I think he's got some gas in the tank. You know, he's only 31. And, like, you know, people people are so quick to jump on blokes and get on the bandwagon about just nailing them to, to the coffin. But he got 19 you know points a game last season. He was still pretty good. And he certainly helps, you know, New York with what they're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think 
they're in sort of that bracket of we've got a lot of young talent here and there, but we really are trying to push ourselves in the East. And I think he, he's only going to make you better, oh, isn't I mean, he? Exactly. Like, he's probably not going to be a top 10 point guard for the rest of his career, but he, he's still a plus player. And, you know, them keeping D-Rose as well, getting him back on that three-year, $40 million deal. Like, I love that. I mean, you're not going to find a, a bigger Derek Rose fan than me. I reckon I had four of his jerseys back in, like, 2012, had all the shoes, loved him. You know, it's just been such a, a you know, a welcome breath of fresh air seeing him having the second half to his career that, you know, so many players didn't don't get. I think that's been awesome. Yeah. And what do you reckon when... We've, when we're talking about the three guard lineups, which we'll be talking about later on in the show, do you reckon Kembo and Rose can be on the court together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to find out who that third guard could possibly be um, <laughs> with these guys, but there's no reason. I mean, you know, defensively, they're, they're probably going to be a bit of a sieve back there and they're letting a few points through, but. Something I'd certainly like to see. You know, Tibbs generally prefers to run a, a taller shooting guard. And with the addition of Evan Fournier to the garden, which I, I just love this move, by the way. Like, I, I love Evan Fournier. I thought he had a ripper Olympics. He was a bit trash with Boston last year. Yeah, oh, he's underrated. I mean, he only got 13 points a game with Boston last year, but he was good with Orlando. And, you know, he still shoots 41% from three. And in my eyes, he's just a Reggie Bullock upgrade. And, and from that perspective, like, who would you rather, Fournier or Bullock? Uh, as a as a spot-up shooter, I would want Bullock, but anything else, I would probably take Fournier. Yeah, he's, he's the better all-around player, and I don't think the gap's that big between them shooting-wise either. I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer who I'm taking out of those two. Yeah. Julius Randle getting that four-year, $117 million extension. Does his form in the playoffs worry you at all? Absolutely not, because he was he was gassed. He was cooked. He he was an all star for a reason, mate. He was so good during the season, but he he was everything to that New York offense. He he put it on their back and tried so hard. And I think in the playoffs where it's more physical, more is being let go. I think that's kind of broke him a bit. I, I hear um, you. I hear you. I think from, it just from memory, freaks me out when you have an all star getting eighteen points a game in the playoffs, shooting twenty nine percent. Like, who who else on that next I, I, I get you. Game? It just freaks me out. Like, that would really scare me if I'm a New York fan about what his ceiling is. He's on a really good team. I think he's a good player. It just, that would worry me a lot. Yeah, I, I hear it. But I think, especially if he's getting more help, like, Nelson's Noel re-signing as well. Like, getting more help in sort of the big man department can really help Randall, you know, increase his game, make himself a lot better. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, a lot of people probably want Randall to play small ball five. I think his game's a four. He's, he's going to be a really nice four for any team. He needs that big guy next to him to come in, block shots, dominate on the boards just to make his life easier. Um, getting Nerlens back. Yeah. Like, okay. Hot take, universe on the line. Who do you want? Nerlens Noel or Mitchell Robinson? Well, you obviously, you've got one guy who's been in the league for, what, six seasons versus a guy who's been in the league for two. I think upside, you're taking Mitch, for the future, you're taking Mitch Robinson. And I think, actually, even now, I'd probably take Mitch Robinson. But depending on how the how much you'd have to pay him would 
have some sort of value. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing for me is that if you can get Noel for three years, 32 million or whatever it was, I mean, Robinson's a free agent next year. He's going to get a bag. Someone's going to pay him. He's one of those guys mm. are like, I, I'm Absolutely. afraid of giving giving a bag to just a bloke who, yeah, he puts up some all right numbers and, and he's a good player, but I don't want to be the one that has to pay that second contract. I think you just always end up stuck paying yeah. too much money. And like Mitchell Robertson shoots 70% from the field, Noel only 54%. You know, Noel's a better free throw shooter. The big thing for me where I really get sold on Nerlens out of the two of them is the fact that Nerlens has a, a 2.6 defensive box plus minus compared to only Mitchell Robinson's 1.7. So it shows he's having a much bigger impact defensively. I mean, there's no contest between who's the better offensive player. That's Mitch. Easy. But I don't, I don't think Nerlens is that big of a downgrade. And I think, you know, locking him up for three years, oh, $10 looking- million dollars a year, that's that's a bit of a steal, I might. I'm, I'm looking at the per 36 minutes stats and telling you, there's only, what, Mitch is getting one more point, one more rebound, um, and, and just 0.8 more blocks. So is it really worth paying how much extra do you reckon they're going to offload? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's it's going to be a for lot. For me, I don't really want to pay my center any more than what they gave Nerlens unless he's a star. And I don't know if Mitchell Robinson's an all-star. I just don't think he's going to be. Because try to compare him to a center that got paid. Did Clint Capella get... He got paid quite a bit. Well, I mean, the bloke who who got the absolute bag this offseason was was big Jared Allen, who got five years, 100 million. Yeah. So I think if you're you're paying 20 mil a season for Jared Allen, you're going to be paying in or... You're going to be paying in or around that, aren't you? Yeah, I think you're probably looking at 80 million, which... I just I would yep. not want to pay that money for him. So locking up yep. Nerlens, huge deal. I'm a big fan of that one. Um, I'd still go Nerlens over Mitch Robinson, especially because Mitch Robinson's a free agent next year. Um, I don't want to pay that boy. Yeah, pretty simple. I think I think New York fans have a, a love for Mitch Robinson because they were going through a rough time and he was sort of a shining light for them. And I reckon that could have a factor in what goes on. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely see that. It's nice to have a bit of a, a cult figure in that sense. Absolutely. Heading over to LA, Kawhi Leonard got that uh, got that ACL partial tear in his knee. Got the four years, one hundred and seventy six million. Were you surprised that he re-signed there? So, uh, I was surprised at how he re-signed, which was interesting because he opted out and then got what an extra three mil was it? Wasn't that much? Yeah. So that, to me, was surprising. I, I was really but. surprised when he opted out. And then, I mean, obviously we're not sort of seeing behind closed doors, but I was really surprised someone like Dallas didn't have a red-hot run at sort of sniffing him out to see if he'd come. Yeah, well, we obviously don't know much about what's going Does on. Does anyone know much about what's going on with been- Kawhi Leonard? I mean, no one seems to know what's going on with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. Um I think, yeah, I think he would have been an interesting fit with the, the Mavs. I would have loved to have seen that, but he's with the Clippers now. And I actually, because all the trades the Clippers have made, I think that they're going to be a lot more a lot more respected this time around, if that makes sense. Yeah. Bringing back Reggie Jackson on, on two years for $22 million, I thought, was a really good piece of business. He, he was so impressive last year in the playoffs, wasn't yeah. he? 
as a man who's always been skeptical of Reggie Jackson ever since you know Russ went down and came out at OKC, and then when Russ came back, he thought it was better than Russ, and he wanted to keep that starting spot. And we all kind of thought <laughs> where he was. But I've really, yeah, he was. Let's not let's not like try and hide this. But he, I've grown to love him now. I've got a lot of respect for him, the way he handled himself, and that sort of really emotional interview at the end of the playoffs was yeah. really. It was good to see a player just sort of oh, let loose. I like think that's that. where I it gets you in the feels, those, sort of, those comeback stories. You absolutely love that. Yeah, absolutely. And look, 11 mil for Reggie Jackson is pretty... Is, I think it's value. Oh, I think it's value. I completely agree. I mean, you're not getting paid that much when you compare it to, uh, to the former Clipper, Pat Beverly, Rondo. I mean, that's a whole fiasco, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You look... I, I don't know what's going on there, if I'm honest. I really... No so the point. Grizzlies got Beverly, Rondo, and Aturo for Eric Bledsoe. I, I could not believe there was a trade market for Eric Bledsoe. I, I, when I saw this trade go through, I thought it was the biggest nothing trade. Like I was like, what, what's the direction that both teams are going in here? Eric Bledsoe, like he's been to the Clippers before. He's how old's Bledsoe? He's thirty-one now, right? So he's not. He's the same sort of as Kemba Walker, except. Not really. Yeah, and also Eric Bledsoe is washed. I mean, he, he is washed. <laughs> I mean, the Pelicans yeah. had to pay significant overs to get rid of the bloke. No one wanted him. And and suddenly they're able to just, you know, yeah. the Grizz are able to flip him immediately for Bev and Rondo. Like, I think the, the big thing here is that the, what the Clippers save in luxury tax, $30 million, that's... Yeah, That's it's huge. Big. And that I think we're going to see that $8.3 million trade exception rear its head somewhere as well for the Clippers, where they try and make a move for a veteran late at the yeah. deadline. Yeah, I like it. Well, the funny thing is, you know, all these trades have gone through. Ron- Rondo is actually not a bad acquisition for Memphis because he can really show... He's, I think the, re- the sole reason they put Rondo in is to mentor Jar. I think that's absolutely why they did it, and I can I absolutely love that. If that is yeah, true. I'm a huge fan of that too. Um, that being said, I mean, Memphis just flipped Beverly, so they might flip Rondo by the time this podcast gets released. <laughs> yeah, look, you're not wrong. But I think either way, I think you're better off keeping it for Memphis, to be honest, just for that I reason. I agree. The, the one thing I'd be slightly worried about is Memphis is, is that I don't think you can have Jar and Rondo on the court at the same time. That's just a backcourt that can't shoot the three that well. Yeah, oh, I completely agree. But I think that's an area where Jar is actually getting a lot better. Oh, they're both improving. And I mean, Rondo in the bubble shooting the three ball was excellent. I, I just don't want that long term. Mm. You know, interesting as well, like the Clippers got Rondo for Lou Williams and two second rounders. That, that trade's just a massive loss now. Rondo gave them nothing. Yeah, well, yeah, he didn't. Well, I don't really know. What was he acquired for in the first place? What. What were they looking at Rondo thinking, what can you do for this team? And that sort of gets me. I think they probably thought he was going to start over Reggie Jackson. Yeah, it might have given Reggie a kick up the upside, to be honest. Might have just gone, yeah, I need to bust my ass," And then he did. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's fair. And, and you know, it's, it's been a good outcome for them getting a point guard eventually. But I think they, the Clippers fans have got to view the Rondo experiment as a big failure. Yeah, and then... Straight away, Bev gets traded again. Bev to the T-Wolves is interesting. Um, man, Minnesota's just doing a lot. 
They're doing a lot. Well, I don't want to know. I don't know if you've heard the reports, but um, the reports are that there is a buyout and then LeBron would welcome Pat Bev to the Lakers. What is your immediate thought on that? Well, you know, Pat Bev, Clamper, with a Clamps cast, Black Air Forces. Uh, I, I welcome Pat <laughs> Beverly as an entity on a championship team. Um, Pat Bev sort of embodies everything this podcast is yeah, about, doesn't it? and some more, I think. You know, him, him shoving Chris Paul when they were getting absolutely whipped was definitely a highlight of the playoffs. Um, that proper clamper mentality. So he is the human equivalent of the clamper. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the trade itself is, is interesting because, you know, Memphis for Beverly, they've managed to flip him for, you know, Jarrett Culver, who's only 22 and a former pick six, and, and Hernan Gomez as well. So I think Memphis have absolutely demolished in yeah. that trade. I, I, I know the Clippers saved money, oh. wanted to get some, some contracts off their books, but. You know, I think Memphis are huge winners there. That's that's a big dub. Yeah, I think I think so far in the postseason they've done very well. You know, when they um they got Stephen Adams earlier. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a Jonas fan over Stephen Adams, but I think the deal made sense. Yeah, well, I like it. I liked it for both. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't have to be a loser. I think probably the Pelicans came off a little bit worse, and Memphis being able to flip Bledsoe like. That's a miracle. Seriously, that is a miracle. I, I can't believe yeah. they've been able to do that so well. And uh, speaking of Absolutely. Paddy Bev and his shoves, Chris Paul re-signing in Phoenix, four years, $120 million for a 36-year-old. I'm really on the fence with this one because I think, look, it, for any 36-year-old, this is the worst deal in NBA history. But in saying that, Chris Paul is no average 36-year-old player by any means. Um, I think he was so serviceable for Phoenix in the mm. postseason. But is he $120 million serviceable? My, my issue with this deal is not 37-year-old Chris Paul. It's 40-year-old Chris Paul. It's 40-year-old Chris And the fact Chris that yeah. you know, at that point in time... The Suns, they hope they're still on that trajectory of a, of a championship contender or, or possibly finals winning team at that point. And, well, you'd assume yeah, they would be. But you think if you got to pay Chris Paul $30 million when he's 40 years old, like that would scare me a lot. Because that's, sort of, that's the sort of contract yeah, that can then, sink a franchise. Yeah, but then you're probably thinking... The first immediate thought that comes to me, my mind, is, well, they had to do it to keep him. Otherwise, he would have gone. Otherwise, because then I can't see them, like, as you said, 40-year-old player getting that much money. Oh, they they absolutely had to do it. I, I suppose it's a bit like the Randall thing for me where, like, you've you got to pay the guy. He's, he's an absolute baller. Chris Paul's the same. Absolute stud. Had a good run at the MVP this year as well. It's just, you know, a, l- a little bit like the Randall. I'm just a little bit scared. You know, I'm a scaredy cat. I'm afraid of that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to clamp it up. Other times you've got to run away and hide. <laughs> That's just life. That's it, mate. That's it. And it is. You've actually hit the nail in the coffin there. And um, in saying that, we move to Portland's decision to re-sign Norman Powell. How do you look back on this what trade, the Norman Powell for Gary Trent trade? 
I, th- I think Norman Powell is the better player, just from my immediate, what I think. I haven't looked at any stats, but just from what I think, I think Norman Powell is really good on the ball. And I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's, what, like 40 million difference? If he's, I don't know if he's 40 million better than Gary Trent. Yeah, I mean, Norman Powell is older than Gary Trent. Um, yeah. You know, they both average around 11 points a game, you know, fairly similar stats. Norman Powell's a little bit better as a, as a shooter, but Gary Trent shoots the three ball a bit better. You know, free throws, Norman Powell. For me, these guys are very, very similar players. And I don't think I'd want the one that's older and is getting paid more. But then the question becomes, how much do you value NBA championship experience? Hey, I mean, it's huge. And also from Portland's perspective, they have to give Dame everything right now. Because otherwise he's gone. I mean, he might be gone or anyways. But, you know, I, I think it's a swing yeah. they had to take. Um, I don't think it's really paid off that much. Again, I think if Norman Powell is, is your third best player, I just don't think you're a very good team. Yeah, look, I'm inclined to agree with that. I think Powell, when he was best, was when he came off the bench in that Toronto team. I really liked him there. Him and... Because him and Fred Van Fleet were very similar players. They wanted the ball, do this, do that. Let's get some scores on the board. So I think I agree. I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you there. Yeah, but you can't run Norman Powell at five years, 90 million off the bench now. I mean, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a starter. Yeah, for I know. You, you kind of, yeah. And on absolutely. that kind of money, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I, I, can, I hear it. He's still hey, a great hey, player, though. He's a good player. Again, just not sure I like the money fit for it. The trade's sort of been a bit moot as well. There's not been a huge winner out of the Gary Trent Norman Power sweepstakes. I wonder yeah. if we've seen the end of that debate though, or whether you know we're going to see Gary Trent continue to evolve. I think that'll be interesting. To be honest, I didn't really know it was a debate. <laughs> if I'm being completely it's been raging honest. on the online um, Portland Trailblazers forums, mate. Trust me, I, I frequent those <laughs> and, and our friends north of the border up in Canada. That's all they're chatting about. <laughs> Toronto fans are riding. They couldn't keep Leonard, and now they couldn't keep Exactly. Powell. They're just heartbreak after heartbreak. And I'm pretty sure the Norman Powell defection hurt them more than the Kawhi Leonard one, don't you reckon? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer there. You know, Powell was instrumental in that championship run. New Orleans sign and trading for Devontae Graham, having to give up a lottery-protected first-round pick and then paying Devontae Graham four years, $47 million. Do you like it? Do you hate it? I'm just going to say straight off the bat, I love it. I love Devontae Graham. I'm a big fan. Really? So you, you like this move? I think, yeah. I... I I like it, and I think for what they're paying him, I think it's good value. I'm not sure about giving up the first rounder, but from the contract, I think it's yeah, good Yeah, I don't hate the contract. For me, it's it's the first rounder, though. I, I'm astonished that they had to give up a first for Devontae Graham, considering, I mean, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but what they got back for Lonzo Ball. I, I thought they got absolutely yeah. ripped off here. Yeah, look, it, it's, it depends on how you value the, the first pick. 
Because if, well, if Pelicans, if, if, is it the Pelicans pick? I believe so. Well, yeah, they're going to be, how, where do you reckon they're going to finish? How, where do you have them? In or around? 11th, maybe? In the West? Yeah. Really? I, I think it's, what do you, where do you think they're finishing? I've got them, I don't have them in the eight. I have them making a playing game, though. If the, should the play-in stand, I have them making a playing game. I, just, I think there's 10 better teams than them in the West. Yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see because it, it, there's a lot of other factors that come into it rather than just, yeah, are there better teams? But I can def, if Ingram stays healthy, he takes another step forward. You know, you've got all these other players yeah, around. I mean, I like the addition of Jonas and, and Devontae Graham's interesting. I, I just hate that they lost Lonzo Ball. I think that's going to really hurt them. Yeah, well, definitely on defensive end. Of it. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Graham is not a great defensive guard. Oh, not by any means. Speaking of not great defensive guards, it's probably stiff <laughs> to call Steph Curry not a great defensive guard, to be fair. But four years, $215 million for Steph. He's the first player to sign two $200 million deals. I mean, had to be Steph. Had to be Steph. Well, for, for, for a revolutionary player, let's not, like, let's not just... Pretend this isn't a thing. He's a revolutionary. Oh, absolutely. No He's argument. changed the way this league... Mate, not only the yeah. league. He's changed the way I the rec centre plays the game. <laughs> he's changed everything. He's changed the way 2K players make their builds. Oh, I mean, he's probably and had... And this is, this is a contentious take. He's almost had a bigger impact on the game than LeBron. On the game. Oh... I, I, I hear it. I can I can take that. I, I'd have to look into it a bit more, but on the surface, I can accept that. I think it's definitely an argument you could make. I don't know. I, again, I don't know if I'm buying what I'm selling. To be fair, here I'm a big LeBron fan, but man, the the, the guy's a baller. I, I love this. You know, two two hundred million dollar deals absolutely deserves it. Absolutely. And then with the with the acquisition of Iguodala back. Do you reckon they have a good enough roster to challenge in the West? Fate of the universe on the line. Can they challenge in the West? <laughs> Give me Eagle Dark. It's great to see Iggy back in Golden State. It always felt weird to me seeing him in a, a Heat jersey. Just didn't sit right. Um, yeah, sort of like with um, Wade and Bulls. Yeah, that, that felt nice. wrong. Or oh, in a Cavs jersey. That you know when they put out those bad. jersey swaps of like, you know, Kobe in a in a Celtics jersey or something. They just make me want to vomit a bit in the back of my mouth. It's just gross. Can't do it. Can't do them. They just make me feel wrong. Yeah, but then this wasn't actually a jersey swap. This was yeah, which is which is worse. It's so much swap. worse. <laughs> so obviously not quite the player he was. Thirty-seven years old, still a very serviceable defender. I mean, the underrated factor, and I didn't even realize this. He played twenty-one minutes a game last year. Yeah, look, that's it's yeah. more than I, I thought. I mean, the honest. man's still a player. And, you know, 2014 finals MVP, three titles with Golden State. I think it's a it's a nice, you know, homecoming story. I'm a big fan of that. Do you reckon, do you reckon he deserved that finals MVP? <sighs> Probably not. But mm. it's an interesting discussion because 
I think it should have been instead of Iggy winning it and then Steph getting ripped off, it should have been Steph winning winning it and then us talking about how influential Iggy was. I think that's the, that makes more sense to me. And that's yeah, I think that's a better conversation. Um, it's always weird when the the star on a team doesn't win finals MVP. It just sort of feels like it's wrong. And you know, Iggy was so huge in that series, yeah. but was he the finals MVP? Probably not. And, and you're right. The way we discuss it now is the fact that he ripped someone else off, not how good he was. So yeah, and I think that sort of takes away from how good he was on LeBron. With those games yeah, that he started. I fully agree, man. He, he was so good. He's up there with quiet guys who guarded LeBron the best. Yeah, absolutely. But that also sort of drove LeBron to be better. Because remember, he LeBron didn't have... Was that the year he didn't have all, when everyone was injured? Was it? Or was it the year uh, after? 2014, no, I think it was the year the after. The year after yeah. he won it. Yeah. So, he still did well. He still did a great job. Bron or Iggy? Ron's done a pretty good job too, to be fair. Um. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to say that. No, twice. no, probably not. Probably not. In fact, he's probably the last person we have to say that about. Yeah. It goes without saying that Pat Bev is the clamp god, though, as well. So, you know, we don't have to... It goes without saying that Pat Beverly is the big... We are the biggest advocate of Pat Beverly oh. on the show. Purely because of the Absolutely. way he plays. Like, that's that's clamps. That's clamps. That's tough. <laughs> that is tough. And we'll get to we're gonna three, two, one, Cancun. <laughs> we're gonna get to Dennis Schroeder in a bit, because that boy had a tough off season. <laughs> Heading down to Utah, they oh, got Hassan Whiteside to, to back up like Big Rudy. You like that deal? I I do, actually. I really like this deal because they're Look, it's not going to change the way they play because they're very similar players. Oh, they? yeah, absolutely. Like Both guys both standing around the basket, don't shoot the three. Gonna, I think the big difference is Gobert will get more blocks. Whiteside, he won't get as many blocks, but he will definitely alter a few shots because of people knowing he's there. Um, I think the big thing to me with these two is that I think, I think he's a little bit better at the free oh he's actually not I thought he was a better free throw shooter but he's no. actually not so that's that's interesting because then come playoff time you're still going to have that issue aren't you well Whiteside's big issue is that you can't keep him on the floor in the last five minutes well that yeah but that's the same issue exactly so had. now they're going to have this these two huge seven footers carrying the drinks the double the double truck. imagine how good they're going to be at the rally towers they're going to get <laughs> real high break. I think that's good for morale <laughs> Look, you're gonna you're gonna have no problems getting a drink bottle if you're a player on the court. That's all I'm gonna say. You're gonna have two the twin towers coming at you with all, all the drink bottles in the world, and you're not gonna have any. No, issues there, not at all. I, I I like the move because I think you know if Rudy goes down for a bit of time, you know it's it's nice to have a, a like for like replacement. Um, you know there is no yeah. way I think you can play those guys together. So you know it's it's purely in a backup role. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Not. Not in today's NBA. It's definitely a backup role or an injury sort yeah, of concern. Yeah, exactly. But definitely. Back. Rudy Gay signing in Utah is a oh. deal I really like. Dude. Not a Rudy Gay fan. Oh, well, I was back in the day. I'm just not quite sure. I've always had a soft spot for Rudy Gay just because he was one of my favourite small forwards growing up. But I, I just don't think he's a... 
is the player he wants. He's to not, be. but I don't think Utah need him to be. Yeah, I think Rudy yeah, Gay is a guy you can go to for a bucket off the bench, and you know, two year deal. You know, it'll be his seventeenth and eighteenth season. He's a seventeen points per game scorer over his career. I, I just think that's that's a nice sort of value piece on the bench. So, yeah, it's a good backup to um, Jingling Joe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it means Clarkson doesn't have to shoot the ball so much. But do you, you want Clarkson shooting? Yeah, I do. I do. But it's nice to have options, you know. You, you can yeah, have your yeah. favourite meal every night of the week, um, and but then... it's nice to mix it up a bit. <laughs> well, speaking of backups, Clarkson is the backup too. Mike Conley, he stays in Utah. What do you think about his? They had to pay him. Oh, I used to love Mike Conley on those Grizzlies teams. Um, so did I. I he, was, he was phenomenal. He was. You know, 16 points remember, a game and six one assists year. last year. It's just, it's not the same Mike Conley we loved. I remember that one year he went from the most underappreciated to the most overpaid <laughs> player. <laughs> it was the funniest transition I've ever oh, seen in my life. It was a huge jump. I genuinely couldn't believe it. huge jump. But hey, look, sixteen and six. If you if you're giving us that, you're, you're a serviceable player. Um, I think also defensively, he holds his own. That's what he was sort of known for in that Grizzlies team. I, I, I like it. I like it because he doesn't he doesn't have to do too much with Donovan Mitchell there. They both they both know what their roles are. They're not going to jump on each other's toes. They both know what they're what's expected of them, and they're going to execute. All right. Would you rather Mike Conley? For three years, seventy-two, or Spencer Dinwiddie for three years, sixty-two. I am a huge Spencer Dinwiddie fan. I would hundred. I would within a heartbeat take Dinwiddie on three years, sixty-two. The injury concern doesn't freak you out. Oh, it, it always freaks you. It's always something in the back of your mind. But, but you're still signing the contract. I, I like. I like him more. Yeah. I'm still putting pen. To, I'm still putting the deal on the table, and he's still putting pen yeah, to paper. No, I think I'm with you on that one. Like, love Mike Conley, done some amazing things in this league. But value wise, if we're talking the same money, I, I probably want Dinwiddie. I mean, he's only two seasons off, averaging twenty and seven. Yeah, he's a great player. I loved him when he when he uh, backed up D'Lo in that one playoff push they had. Oh. That was that was actually one hell of a team that Nets team. Sad, sad they blew it, it was up. So good. But I, had I, to I reckon, yeah. And what they've got now is killer. But I just, oh yeah. But I think I just love Spencer Dinwiddie. What he brings to the table is really good. Yeah, I think the Wiz got a really good deal there. Didn't pay too much either. Chandler Hutchinson and a twenty twenty two second went to San Antonio, and a twenty twenty four second and a twenty twenty five pick swap went to Brooklyn. So. Couple of second round picks and Chandler yeah. Hutchinson, who I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of. That's yeah, that's absolutely. an underpay for me. But yeah, I, I really like that deal. I'll definitely take that over Mike Conley. Any time you're saving ten mil on a player, players who are very similar. I think Conley's a bit more solid defensively, like a, a lot more solid defensively. But I still think Dinwiddie. What, what he brings is still the better player. Yeah, I think we're also a little bit blind to the fact that, you know, Mike Conley is 33 years old. He's just getting slower. He's going to have more injuries. 
you know, it'd be interesting to see if he has this, or, like, Chris Paul resurgence over the next three years um, or, or yeah, whether he's done. To see. I'll be watching with a keen yeah, eye. Yeah, I mean, I think no one's going to be watching it with a keen eye than, than Big Donovan next to him. You know, otherwise, Absolutely. he's out of there. He's going to be hoping for it. <laughs> he is out of there if that doesn't go well. Yeah, that'll, that'll be an interesting off-season, see what happens with Donovan. I think he's the... I reckon he's one of, if not the best shooting guard in the league. Ooh. I mean, shooting shooting guard's gone from he, that position where there's there. no one playing shooting guard to now everyone's playing shooting guard. Like, you've got Clay, Donovan, Bradley Beal, yeah. Levine, Booker. Like, all those guys are elite. Jalen Brown. Yeah. Seriously good players out there. Anyway, that's, that's, a, that's a conversation for another Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that one. That's, that's left me with a bit of food for thought. Absolutely. Speaking of food for thought, the Miami Heat's done some uh, done some madness. So Tell you what, I would fail my Miami Heat skinfold test. <laughs> I love food too much. I think about three quarters of the population. Three quarters, you reckon? I reckon ninety-eight percent of the population would be failing the skinfold test, especially after two years in lockdown. Well, well to be. Well, to be honest, I reckon Kyle Lowry failed it, and they still signed him for three years, ninety million. You like the Kyle Lowry edition? Well, I just said he failed. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not worried about how fat Kyle Lowry no, is. I, I think um, he's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, oh, look, Kyle Lowry, to me, is the perfect fit with Miami. as the, In the way that he plays, the way he is defensively, is that little pest, he's always happy to take a charge. Kyle Lowry is almost the most non-Aussie Aussie basketball player in the Yeah, game. I like that. I like that tag. That's a good tag. Yeah, he always puts himself on the line. You see, the, he's taking charges in the All-Star game. <laughs> Who else is doing Insane. that? Like this guy, he, he he knows what it takes to win. He's done it, and he's gonna put. He's gonna do everything in his power to help them win. Is Kyle Lowry the greatest Raptor ever? Yes, I'm saying yes. I think the impact he had on them, and also mixed with the records that he holds there, I think he he's. Definitely up there with probably the best rapper. Well, it's really him, Vince, or DeMar DeRozan. That's that's really the conversation. Yeah. I think, no, I think it's him or Vince. I think them trading DeMar is the exact reason why I shouldn't be considered. That's I think them winning the title after DeMar leaves is probably the bit for me where I'm like, well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Lowry believer. I like it. I think it's a good deal. Echo everything you said. He's definitely the most Aussie, non-Aussie. That's that's an awesome take. I love that. Yeah. I thought them getting Oladipo was a great deal. That minimum, wasn't it? That's One year, $2.4 million. For a bloke who averaged 19.8 points last year. Hey, yeah, look, I'm... The big lover of this deal. I think this is phenomenal. For yeah, them. I mean, the big drawback is that he's only played, you know, 36, 19, and 33 games over the past three years, respectively. Like, that's not a lot, but I don't think Miami need him to play 82 games. Yeah, well, I mean, him not playing a lot's reflected in 2.4 mils. Like, that, that is a great deal for him, no matter how many games you play, 2.4 mil. Is great. If you're playing nine, playing nineteen games, that's nineteen games where you're putting us in a better position to win. When well, Oladipo's on the court, he is 
helping I just don't get how a guy who got 20 points a game last year in the year of our Lord 2021 is only getting a one-year $2.4 million contract. Someone's got to throw the bag at him. You look at some of the other deals. Someone... I reckon this is his year where he's going to go, all right, I've signed one. I wanted this much, didn't get it. I'm going to go one year and I'm going to go off. Because you know how we, we laugh at Dennis Schroeder for saying no to all those deals. Oladipo was in that same boat. He said no to a lot of deals thinking he was worth more and he, well, he's not. <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to have that chip on his shoulder of I'm just going to bust my ass and I'm going to show everyone that I'm worth that contract. Would you rather pay Oladipo or Schroeder? Oh, in a heartbeat, good, good man, good man, good man. Oh, that's not even a question. <laughs> that's a short. Like, that's that is just the most one-sided answer. Oh, well, you gave a good think. answer to a bad question. So there you go. <laughs> Duncan Robinson getting five yeah, years, yeah. ninety million, largest ever for an undrafted player. Do you like that? I look. I really like Duncan Robinson. I think. This, this contract is ref- reflective on how important shooting is in the league now. That's the one big thing I take from this contract. He is, a, he is look, he's probably the sniper, like one of the best snipers in the league. He, he coming no off doubt, the screen, no doubt. him and Clay are definitely the top two. Like, they, they just pop him in. I, what, what else does he bring to the table in shooting? I'm not sure. But if you want someone who can just shoot the lights out, and he, look, he's a great shooter, and I think I think ninety mil could be eighteen mil a season. Could it be a bit too much? Maybe, but I'm not unhappy paying that. Yeah, I, I, as you said, I echo it. You know, you're just paying for shooting, and that's how much shooting's worth. Career forty-two yeah, percent shooter from three. He's a sniper. I think we get it. It's it's a good deal for me. I like it. And congrats to an undrafted player getting getting the bag. A big fan of that. I love it. I'm a you love a story fan, yeah. like that. Absolutely. Jimmy Butler re-signing Butler. with the Heat. You like it? Four years, 182 million, 31 years old. I am, I've been a huge Jimmy advocate for my whole life. I think he's so good. That, those stories about him taking the third stringers and beating the Timberwolves' ass, I love that. I love him that, so that much. That story so. just makes me hate the Timberwolves. I, That's I, all that story does for me. And no, nah, it makes me love Jimmy more. I'm sure you'll probably have mixed emotions with Jimmy being a former Chicago man, but I th- I love Jimmy. I, he loved being at the Heat. You know, always going hard. I, I like this deal. Yeah, I I think you'll actually be surprised. I still love Jimmy Butler, and that deal wasn't actually that bad for us because we got Levine back in it. So you know, it wasn't the end of the world. We got a good yeah, player, and you know, Jimmy needed to go win. There's no point him hanging around with that team we had for a bit. It was it was pretty average. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. And then, sp- speaking of cult heroes, Udonis Haslam coming back after <laughs> playing one game and getting ejected. <laughs> this is the greatest thing. Has the stat ever line ever. from the one game. Four by. points, one rebound, draws a charge, two texts and an ejection in two minutes. I mean, the per 36 numbers on that would be insane. The thing, top 10 things you absolutely love to see, that is very high on that list. I, did you watch the game live when it happened? Oh, I, I, did, I did. And it was just I, the craziest two minutes. It was all, it was all over it was social media. the craziest two minutes I've ever seen. 
I, I remember being, uh, I was at the gym and I remember opening my phone. I was like, what is this? I literally just sat there for two minutes, <laughs> just like watching every single second of the of the replay. And I was like, this is the guy. Oh, he was going off. I mean, great to have a player who's, you know, entering their, their 19th or 20th season this season. You know, he's, he is Mr. Heat. You know, aside from Dwayne Wade, he's probably the guy you think about when you think about the Heat. It's pretty oh, awesome. He's, he's up there. All right, heading home to She-Town, to my Chicago Bulls. I'm just going to say it. This off-season is the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Gee, I might have to uh, ask a few questions around to some interesting people. If you're about, telling me I get Alex Move. Caruso, Lonzo Ball, and DeMar DeRozan, and I only have to give up Thaddeus Young, Al Farouk Amino, two second-round picks... I'm doing it. Yeah, it's definitely good business to say. I couldn't believe it. I mean, Crusoe, four years, 37 million. It's a bit much, but I love Crusoe. You know, he's a bit like Pat Bev, that that scrappy guard, you know, shoots the three well enough, all defensive caliber player. I I love it. I think it's it's a great guy to have on your team. Oh, absolutely. I think there is... Him backing up Lonzo, I think those two together are going to be a really good combo. Yeah, they're, they're both long, scrappy former Laker guards. I think it's just, it's great. They're, the, they're my favourite type of point guard. <laughs> what, former Lakers? Uh, no, because I don't like Dennis Schroeder, but <laughs> long, long boys who play the point all for that. Yeah, I think... I think Lonzo is also a very underrated one. I think four years, 85 mil is value. I think that's value, to be honest. I think, you know, he's he's definitely improving as a player in terms of shooting. I uh, see the videos now, like, not, not the results I'm worried about, but his shooting form itself looks a lot cleaner. Everything, you know, is, you know you're going to back him in on the defensive end. That's why, that's the one of the main reasons why he was drafted. So high. Um, I really like the acquisition. Yeah, I mean, they had to pay him that money as well just to make sure they didn't get outbid by another team. So you do have that sort of restricted free agent tax in there as well. Um, you know, yeah, form, form I, aside, just, just in the results, like he's gone from a 30% three-point shooter to a 38% three-point shooter. He's gone from a 45% yeah. free-throw shooter to a 78% free-throw shooter. I couldn't believe that stat. Yeah. You're... um. You're looking at one of the one of the more underrated backcourts heading into this season now with him and Levine. Yeah, hugely. I think they're gonna they're gonna cause some problems. Where do you see Chicago with Caruso, Ball, and DeRozan in the lineup? I look. Well, you're obviously in the East first and foremost. That's already doing you a great lot of business. Oh, absolutely. I I think yeah. You're looking at you're definitely in the eight. I definitely see you potentially even in the six. Yeah, I've got us. I've got us picked for the five definitely. seed. That's my prediction. That's obviously yeah. with uh, the optimism and of look, a, a Bulls fan, but you know, I think we could do it. I think yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely not past you. Um, I think DeRozan will help with that, despite me not really liking the deal. I think he's a good player and he'll help you definitely get to that spot. I think if there's an all-star guy like that out there, like you just got to try and get him. But is he, an all- is he that same all-star guy? Not quite, but I think he's still of that calibre. 
I don't think he's an all-star anymore. See, the, the problem I have with DeRozan is he's never been a great three-point No, I mean, he's, he's 28% for his career from three, which which is definitely concerning. And, and I'm looking at your backcourt thinking you're now very heavily relying on Lonzo to slap because you've just got Levine, who is a very good shooter. But can you really just have one man on the perimeter knocking down threes in today's NBA? Is the I one man no. on the perimeter Nikola Vucevic? Because if so, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> Nicola, the great I, man. I just really like this team. I think for the first time in a couple of years, Chicago fans like myself have got something to look forward to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a large part of why you got to Rosen as well, just to increase that, that sort of marquee signings that you got. I think as well, I, I wouldn't there, be surprised there is a world in which if, we lose Levine next year. Which I'm I'm worried about that. Yeah, and I think that's that's I think that could be what you're preparing for with yeah. this signing. But it's, it's obviously a wait and see. Fingers crossed, huh? Yeah. Well, for you, <laughs> I hope deep down in yourself, too, Hole, you're you're a little bit of Bulls fan in you. <sighs> well, I've finger, I've got my fingers crossed that OKC make a play for him. I, I don't like you as much as I did before you said that. No, that's, that hurts me. <laughs> Not even deep down. That's just a surface level hurt. I'm, I've got a frown on my face. That, that's all right. That's all right. Over to Boston. I mean, is Dennis Schroeder's one-year $5.9 million deal the worst business decision since Enron? Look, yes. It, it just is. Like, it's just... It's just not. I don't know who was in his ear saying turn down four years eighty four. I look even five point nine. You could even argue is that over <laughs> potentially. Like would you? That's stiff. That's stiff. It could be like. I no. I'm dead serious. I I think Reggie. I would definitely. I'm, I'm happy if Reggie Jackson got more than Dennis Schroeder. I'm yeah, I'd happy. rather pay. I'd rather pay Reggie right now than Dennis. Yeah, absolutely. He's turning down four years, 84, um, and getting one year, 5.9. I mean, unless he has a ball a year in Boston, that's just, that's shocking. It's just things you hate to say, to be honest. No matter, no matter how you feel about a someone, it's just yeah, things that's, you Yeah, that's to betting say. on yourself and, and being down bad. That's unrealistically betting on you yourself. You know what I, I don't get as well? That's, you know, you've, yeah, that's- I mean, I'm a Peyton Pritchard believer especially after he dropped a 92-point game in the Portland Pro-Am. I would really have liked to see Peyton Pritchard start yeah. this year. And then what happened in the final of the Summer League? Uh, my boy Davion clamped him up. <laughs> I'm a huge Davion fan. I reckon the King... We'll talk, obviously talking about him later. The King's young core, I think, is... One of, if not the most underappreciated. They're definitely the most underappreciated in the league. Could it be the best? Well, we're, we're going to find out later. Marcus Smart, four years, 77 mil. Thoughts on Marcus? I, yeah, look, I think he, another one of those, yeah, we kind of had to pay him to keep him. I think I like it for Boston, especially with, um, because their perimeter defense is now looking a lot, be- a lot better. I think with Jalen Brown at small forward, you got him at, I'm probably shooting guard or point guard. 
gives you that sort of slot for a player, just an offensive talent to just go off and then knowing that Marcus has got your back. Marcus Smart is a player I always thought would take the leap but never did. I think he's taken a step. He's gotten better, but he hasn't, I agree, he hasn't taken that leap. Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad player. I, just, I always thought that within Marcus Smart, you know, there was there was this all-star point guard, all-defensive player, and he's not that. Yeah. Especially absolutely. not on that Boston team. Uh, Inez Cantor going back to Boston after being in Portland, after being in Boston. Interesting. After being yeah, in oh, there we go. Missed that one. Um, look. Um, yeah, look, I can understand where you get this. <laughs> it's arguably the most interesting progression of a player going to a different team. I've what, is, what is happening with um, Inez there? They must... It's either they both love him enough to get him back or they both hate him and want to get rid of him. And I don't know which one it is. I really Do you think he's just got like a summer house and a winter house and he's just flicking between them once a year? <laughs> yeah, he's got the one by the, the by the beach. He's just got one. That like I don't know. I don't know. Look, to be honest, I think he's a good bench player. I don't think he... As he was in OKC for a bit and I thought he was really good under the basket. Um, he was good because... He's never been good defensively. Steve Adams was there to clean up. It, it is extraordinary uh, sort of that he's never a had there. a positive defense box plus minus, though. I mean, that is extraordinary. I mean, it's not re- it's not really if you actually <laughs> oh, look at him. I get it, but, but, like, come on, man. Make a play. Yeah. No, I, um, well, then, yeah, but if you say that, then Isaiah Thomas should be in the league because he's never had a good box minus defensively. But... He's just dropping bombs everywhere. 81 points and in a Seattle pro and then he had that video come out. Like, Yeah, I I, I, felt, for him, I felt for him so much. I think he, he's like, he's, his defensive box plus minus, it, it's not great, but it's, it's definitely worse out there. Like, Trey Young's is a lot worse than his. I, um, I just think he's the perfect guy to play better, that Lou Williams role, to go get you a bucket. You know, the Jordan Clarkson set up off the bench. I think, well, as I was saying before, like they've got that slot in the starting lineup for that full offensive talent. And why can't it be Isaiah Thomas? I'd love to see him back in Boston, man. That, I, that game after the death in his family was so emotional. Yeah. I think what he did for that organisation, for them to turn on him like that, was it was interesting. But it'll be an interesting year for Boston with Brad Stevens now in the front office, you know, what holds for their coach. I think it's a do. real make or break year for Boston, whether they, you know, take that step forwards yep. that we've been hoping they will or, you know, crash and burn again like they did last year in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they're always going to be up there. It's one thing you can rely on. As long as you've got Tatum and Brown, you're going to I don't be think up being there. up there is enough it's anymore be though, to for see that Boston team. Oh, it's not. If you're a Boston fan, you've seen it all before. You're going to be demanding results, and that's where they have to come in and say, "Let's go get it." I think Tatum improving is good. Jalen Brown's a star. I'm hugely interested to see if they're sort of going. You know what? Let's run it back this year, but next year they're going to try and make the play for a Bradley Beal or a Zach Levine sort of type. I would love to see Bradley Beal. I think it'd be interesting. I think that's one of the underrated storylines: is maybe Boston getting one of those you know, top 20 guys to make a real big three down there. I mean, that'd be a scary team, Beal, 
Brown and, and Tatum. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's that's a great call. That's a great call. Mm, big fan of that. Oh, I, I think Boston have to be losers this offseason, though. You know, they were linked with so many guys, and they walk away with Cantor and, and Schroeder for a year. I just, I think they've got to be a bit upset. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Moving on to the Lakers, Russ, a Laker, uh, big OKC fan, obviously. Does it hurt you to see Russ in the purple and gold at all? Or? Uh, there's always going to be a part of me that's like, oh, Russ, come back. But it doesn't hurt me now because I know contending isn't on our sort of list of things no. to do at the minute. If it was, I yeah. would be mad. Um, but look, I just want to see... Look, I actually... I just want to see Russ success. I want him to win. I want him to win so bad. So we come playoffs time. I'm going for the Lakers purely to see. So Russ you've gone time. through with the the seven stages of grief or whatever, and you're now at acceptance. Yeah, well, denial <laughs> took me a while, and when I say a while, I mean a couple of years. But we got over it, and nah, look, Russ, he he was loyal when KD wasn't. That's the difference, and you know, I think he's probably the best. Oh, he is. He's the best Thunder player. Is he the best Sonic slash Thunder player? Maybe. You know, you don't... I reckon he is. Oh, there's an argument Ooh, to make there. That's, that's a tough I, one. I really want him to see. I want him to do well at the Lakers. And I, I hope, you know, that he was talking before about, oh, they're all old bloods. They're all going to show these young boys what they got. And I loved, I loved that sort of competitive nature. I really want to see him do well. I was, I was really surprised by the people who were jumping on the Russell Westbrook edition and, and dunking on it. I think it's great business. I, I, yeah, look, I like it. I understand why people don't. I get it. But I, I I really like it. I think because when AD inevitably goes down injured, you're going to need someone to step up and single-handedly win new games. And there's no one in the league who can do that except Russ. Yeah. Oh, fully agree. I mean, the regular season is such a grind, particularly with the three of them just getting older and more fragile. And, yeah, and... and Russ lives for the regular season. So, look, if I'm LeBron and I'm seeing Russ on my team, I'm I'm sitting down thinking I've got no no worries until playoffs. I can just sit back and relax as a breeze. Yeah. Because Russ loves the regular season. He oh, loves going on. It's, it's just huge for them. Um, do you like AD potentially playing the five this year or do you think Dwight's going to start? I think, I think Dwight will start. But I think you'll see... The most minutes of a lineup they have played will be eight at the five. I think it just makes sense. Him at the five, Melo at the four. I really, I really, I really like sort of AD the way at the five. Go for. I think that's the move. Yeah, but I, I just don't think they're going to start that immediately. Maybe not. I mean, Dwight's Lakers yeah. career is is such an odd thing to look back on. No, oh, it is. You know, we talk about Kansas switching teams. Dwight going back three times to Especially, I, I couldn't imagine going back to that Lakers, you know, team after the first run he had with, you know, him, Nash and Kobe that went so badly. Yeah, that was brave of him, though. That was, I really liked that, of him just admitting, like, yeah, wasn't in the right mindset. But I reckon it's going to be... It's going to be... I reckon I like this team a lot. I think Nunn and Malik Monk are very underrated acquisitions. I think they're going to help them a lot as well, sort of... The young, well, to the to the team, they're the young boys, even though they are actually young. Um, and especially Tate and Horton Tucker. He's going. I am not well. a Tate and Horton Tucker believer. I am a Tate and Horton Tucker truther. 
and that bloke shoots 28.5% from three. Yeah, uh, look, he's, he's, he's young, though. He's, he's got room to improve. It wasn't that long ago when he was tearing up the summer league. What's, diff- what's the difference between him doing that and the Pritch- Pritchard doing that? Uh, the difference is that Peyton Pritchard is my boy and Taylor Horton Tucker is not my boy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll soon see what happens. Three years, 32 mil. It's not This is, this is just a public service announcement out there to anyone who owns Taylor Horton Tucker Jr. stock. Sell. Just sell. You need to sell it right now. <laughs> I don't care what you're buying, but sell on, sell on THT stock. It could be better invested. In Peyton Pritchard stock is going to the moon. It's going to be the next crypto, <laughs> I'm telling you. I love Mellow on this Lakers team. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I, I think him and, him and LeBron playing together are going to have a great time. I think, I think the most underrated one would be Trevor Ariza. If I'm honest, I think, yeah, he's 36. He's, he's not what he once was. Still a very solid defender. Can be serviceable behind the three-point line. I reckon that's, that's going to be really useful. Can you believe this time. is his 12th team change? In a career, that's pretty good effort. I I can't believe that. I saw that. I, I thought he was pretty loyal to some teams. But well, he hasn't seen. actually played for that many teams. He's just gone back and forth a bit sort of Inez style. Yeah. And... Look, I, I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to see Trevor Reason. I just think the season. Lakers are probably the biggest winners, except for my Chicago Bulls this offseason. Yeah, I am inclined to agree with that. Even if it is for two or three seasons these guys stay together, I still think it's great moves. And speaking of great moves, Doncic for $207 million over five I mean, years. First player to be eligible for the what designated rookie max extension because of his first, you know, his two first team All NBAs. Like, I, I reckon Luca, if he isn't already, is going to be the best player in the NBA over the next ten years. Oh, absolutely! He like, he is unbelievable to watch, and he, like, I can't believe anyone would knock this guy. I can't believe he fell all the way in the draft. Like, I don't know how he wasn't number one. He should have been for sure. Like, I hate this stigma around mystery. European players not getting picked early. Like, in, when I mean early, I mean one and two, or even three. Um, but I look, I like him a lot, and, and I, I think he's gonna he's gonna make so much money. Oh, let's be honest. If your you first contract well. is two hundred and seven, I mean, we we're talking about Curry, the first to get two. I reckon he's gonna get. He could need, and, and he deserves three. it as well. I mean, Luca is that good. Absolutely. The big question mark for me is whether his career is him being a Dallas Maverick the whole time or whether they, they can't keep him that. and he goes somewhere else. I think if if they make the right moves, he will be a Dallas Maverick for a while. Yeah, well, they're not going to make the right moves and he leaves, are they? Well, no. What I'm saying is, like, while he's there, show... like. Portland aren't making the right moves to show that Lillard should stay. Yeah, agree, agree. Right? Mavs should make the right moves that to show that they want him, they want to succeed, and they want him to be the main part of it. Do you think there's a Dallas team that wins a title with Porzingis as the third best player? As the third best player, for sure. If he goes to his New York form, absolutely. I think that what Porzingis brings. No other player in the league, or very few, can actually bring. When he's on, his, when he's on, he's unbelievable to watch. Yeah, I mean, 
Porzingis is is super underrated. He obviously didn't have a good year last year. Um, that was pretty clear to everyone. Coming off the injury. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely. Porzingis is one of those guys where I'm not sure what your ceiling is as a team if he's your second best player. But I think if he's your third, you could be a seriously nice team. If he's your third play- best player, you're a top five team oh, yeah. in the league. Yeah, I mean, he just spaces the floor for you. He does stuff that teams find difficult to match up against when he's playing well. You know, I, I like those those point of, of differences yeah. for teams. I think it's, it's big. And Tim Hardaway re-signing in Dallas yeah, for, for four years as well. I think that was a good move. I thought Tim Hardaway was really good in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm a bit sceptical of Tim Hardaway, to be honest. I I like the move. Could it be a bit overs, potentially? Do I want to pay Tim Hardaway 72? Would you rather Tim Hardaway or Norman Powell? Oh, as for the fit with Luca, I would rather yeah, Tim Hardaway. Which, which is what the question is for Dallas. I think, you know, it's probably a little bit yeah. overs, but, you know, he's, he's a good three-point shooter. He spaces the floor. He doesn't need the, the ball in his hands either, which I think is key. You know, he's a good off-the-ball player, which which is big for what Dallas need. Yeah. I'm probably biased because he sucks in my mind. Yeah, that's probably not helpful when he's when he's not doing your favours in 2K. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think Tim Hardaway was, was someone they needed to lock up for a bit. Yeah, I, I, I like I like the I like the keeping. I yeah, like. I think Dallas is still a big move away from really contending for NBA titles, but you yeah. know, I, I think we're heading into a nice period where there are going to be some guys who come available who you can you know throw some money at and get, which you know it's a good time to be a Dallas fan. Definitely be interesting. You know, we're, we're talking about you know um, next offseason what happened to Donovan Mitchell. If you get Mitchell and Doncic as a backcourt together. With Pazingas at the five, you know what? That's a, that's a that's a team I'm scared of. That's a team I'm yeah, very I'm, scared of. I'm putting the blankets over my head for that one. I'm deeply afraid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That could that could be something. Yeah, I mean, that. we're going to see, but I I really hope that Luca's a Mav for life. I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kevin Same. Durant re-signing with the Nets. I think that was pretty much locked away. We all knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they only spent, like, like what, two years there? Yeah. Before, and KD exactly. was injured. So. Uh, when oh, they're healthy, yeah. do you think this Brooklyn team oh, is the best team in the league? Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I, think, I think they were stiff not to... I think they were obviously stiff not to make the finals because KD was too soft. <laughs> but I think... Which is incredibly unlucky. But, you know... That's, that's, that's basketball. That's life. And I think, yeah, that genuinely is. And I think if him, Kyrie, Harden, Paddy Thrills off the bench, they're going to be a solid I love team. Paddy Mills going to Brooklyn because I reckon he's going to get that, that credit that he's so deserved for years, flying under the radar, oh, not yeah, being on absolutely. teams that are on national TV. I mean, we're going to be watching Paddy Mills night in, night out, coming off the bench, just balling. And I think because we've, we've obviously paid close attention to Paddy because of what he's done in the Olympics yeah, playing for Australia. But I think this Olymp- this Olympics was the first time I think that the the US fans paid attention to teams not yep. the US, and I think that's pay- played a part in Paddy getting more well known to the US fans. And I think this is going to be I think this is going to be good. I think twelve years twelve, 12 years mil huge for two years is great as well. Twelve years <laughs> yeah big deal. Twelve million for two years yeah. is great. 
That's worth a punt. That's value. That's worth a punt. That's huge value. If you look at if you look at what he does in, in the Olympics, if he can repeat that off the bench, that's that's uncanny for you. That's uncanny for a team. Underrated as well. You know, he was the last remaining member of the 2014 championship team in San Antonio. He spent 10 years there. He's a bloke who knows his way around the league at this point. Mm. You know, bring that veteran experience who's, who's won a title. I think it's just going to be huge for a team with with big title aspirations. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be more than service. I hope so. I hope so. I, I want to see that team do well because I think when they're healthy and playing their best offensive basketball, it, it is so beautiful to watch, regardless of whether you hate them all or, or not. It is so oh, yeah. beautiful. I just love how everyone was so critical when they first got together. You know, everyone needs a ball in their hands. They want to do all these dribble moves. But it was so good to watch them, how they came together as a team and how they moved oh, the ball. Just, just good watching, you know, as long as you don't have uh, you know, your team up against them. They're a good team to root for. Good fun. Great viewing. Unlike the Philadelphia 76ers last season. Yeah, look, disappointing. You know, as as we are Australians, we know everything about what happens with big boy Ben. Um, but look, getting Embiid back, you know, signing the max, you just that's it's a great start. I think he's he's in and out, arguably the best centre in the league. I know Jokic is MVP reigning. It's a line ball between those I just two. Think what it's MVP a line ball. It is comparing apples with apples. Like, they're, they're just so good, both. And I think keeping him is going to do a big play, a big part. Interesting with the Drummond acquisition. I don't know about it at all, considering how much they hate each other. Yeah, that was interesting, but, given their, their history. I mean, I mean, it's a business. And Embiid's face when he hugs him for the first time, it's like... I don't know. I, I don't know how this is going to work. I like the though. signing, though. I think when you have an all-star caliber big man, I think you should actually try and invest in, in a big body off the bench just in case your center misses time or, or you no, just need yeah. to give him a night off. I think having Drummond, who, who, who could start that's, that's in this what league, is. you know, and Embiid's going to miss time. He's not always been healthy with his knee issues. I think that Drummond signing makes yeah. sense, even if... It's a weird social fit, you know. I'm not sure they'll be they'll be doing the uh, Adam Zampa yeah. Coffee Club together. At, uh, not sure about that one. <laughs> niche reference. Very niche reference. Uh, have fun googling that one. <laughs> um, Danny Green as well, re-signing two years, ten mil a season. There has been a lot of I Danny like Green like slander it. on social media. He can play. I'm not I interested. I don't want to hear it. If I'm honest, I don't want to hear it. It's. It, it's a good signing. Of- he shoots 40% from three. Two years, 20 million. That's how much those guys cost. It's a good addition. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it as well. I think they've done well so far for, for the hand they've had. Yeah, they've we're going to well talk so more about Ben Simmons later, so make sure you keep tuning in for that one. But yeah. so far, based off this business, 76 is doing some good deals. Down to the reigning NBA champions, the Milwaukee Bucks. Did you think you'd be saying that this time this year? Absolutely not, mate. Absolutely not. Like I was so positive that they we're gonna we're gonna be like the Celtics, gonna be up there and then not win it. And then lo and behold, they're they're the champions. I'm not sure I want to ruin my credibility in the first episode of our podcast, but I picked against the Bucks in every round of the playoffs. I thought they were gonna get eliminated. 
So I have to hold my hands up there and say, sorry, Milwaukee. I got that one really, really wrong. Yeah, the whole city of Milwaukee's ready to raid your house. Oh, it's like room. those um, the live camera shots of outside the Bucks Arena when those hundreds of fans are out there. They're probably standing at the front door now. Yeah, absolutely. Grace and Allen going to the Bucks in exchange for Sam Merrill and two future second rounders. Can I just ask, has Grace and Allen done anything in the league? Is he still living off the one... <laughs> The one good game he was never meant to have playing for Duke. I, I kind of like Grayson Allen though. I think in a in like a ten man rotation, I don't I don't hate him as your ninth oh. best player. <laughs> but what's your ninth best player going to do later in the well, season? I mean, you look at what happened to Milwaukee, and you know they lost Divincenzo, and you know end up with guys like Jeff Teague playing. Yeah. I'd rather Grayson Allen. I think he fits into that team nicely. Yeah, look, if he's on, when he's on his day, he's a great player. I mean, the same could definitely be on said about day. Sam Merrill. The same could be said for 100% <laughs> of the league. Do you have any hot takes on Sam Merrill's departure? Uh, I don't. That's good, because I think we can just move um, on quickly from the Sam Merrill discussion point here, because I've got nothing <laughs> to add. <laughs> Yeah, and move to Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Big boy Bobby. I love it. I love him re-signing. Nine mil for two years after what he did in the playoffs. That's value. That's really good I think it's one of those situations where he was never going to play for anyone else but the Bucks because someone would have given him at least double that. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Absolutely. Would you say I'll never that forget the best that feature of Bobby Portis <laughs> is him with the armbands that have the BP monogrammed on them? I think that's unreal. I want to get a set of those. <laughs> I think he's done very well there. I love All it. for accessories. That's why I'm such a big fan of the uh, Reggie Jackson signing. Yeah. Oh, great signing. signing. Great accessories. <laughs> More the merrier as far as I'm concerned. My God. Sure, sure. <laughs> All gear, no game. San Antonio getting Zach Collins. Three years, $22 million. I think that's interesting. I like Zach Collins a lot. I like Zach Collins a lot. I think he's still a little bit off. I think Portland sort of halt, like halted his progression. But I think going to Spurs, I'll, I like it. I like it. him and Jock Landau. You know, it's going to be huge for Jock Landau getting the NBA contract. Well overdue. Yeah, oh, he, he deserved it. He de- he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. It'll be interesting to see how he sort of plays, how he fits into that Spurs lineup. Do you reckon they start Collins at the five? You know, they might. We'll have to I think for happens. Collins, it's all about getting his body right and then just getting a good run at the NBA. Yeah, I think he just needs... It, looked, it felt like he was a bit constricted with what he could do at Portland. It was more or less, you know, Lillard's got the ball, let him do what he wants. Yeah. But I think this is going to be, it's going to be good. I think I there's think a good player team. inside Zach Collins. I, I don't know if we're going to oh, see it, but I, I, I think I the that. upside means that, you know, three years, $22 million is, is a good sort of swing on that. Yeah. And then speaking of Collins, Atlanta Hawks, John Collins, five years, 125 mil. I don't you know. don't know? I don't know. I don't know. What, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not buying into John Collins, if I'm honest, because I'm... I'm you can see on the court his relationship with Trey Young is very, 
very. Are you dodgy. selling your John Collins stock? He's. I'd You're out. You're out of the game. If I'm honest, I, I was. Yeah. He, look, he's he's a good player. He's a handy player, but five years, 125. I, that's just overs for me. I think someone else would have given it to him. I would have let. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I would have let him. I'm like, mate, go for I it. I think for me. I, I think. I think this isn't. No, no. After you. Sorry, after you. Yeah. I was going to say, I just think this is an overreaction from how far they went in the playoffs. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, that, that's a fair take. I think I'd like to see John Collins playing the five. And I think John Collins playing the five is worth 125 over five. That, that'll that be interesting. I don't know about that. But, well, I mean, well, I, I think we could really see Clint Capella getting dealt. Really? I just think in today's NBA that if you've got Capella and Collins on the floor, it's just overs. Particularly if you're paying both of them. I don't think you can pay both of them. I think you really want to pay one big man and two perimeter players. Yeah, I agree. But Collins is becoming... You know, I was giving him slander before. He's not bad from outside the perimeter. He's getting better. Uh, Again, I mean, I'm not quite like you. I did purchase John Collins stock. And while I'm, I'm probably going to short it now because I'm not feeling confident about where he's heading, <laughs> I, I reckon if he's playing the five, I like that fit for Atlanta, that sort of small ball style. I think I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you can say what you want. I, I think we'll have to wait and see, obviously. I will say what I want, and we will have to wait and see. Definitely agree with you there. But we're not going to have to wait and see Trey Young get some serious money because he's just signed a five-year, $172 million maximum rookie contract extension. Mate. Mate, we can just skip this. We all know it's value. We all know that it's 100% worth it. He's earned every penny. We can just move on. I think there's probably a few hundred thousand New York fans who are still chanting outside Madison Square Gardens about how he probably doesn't deserve (laughs) it. But, uh, yeah, I think everyone else thinks he's he's worth it. That's money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I love... Because... I think I can't remember who was saying it, but the NBA has really been missing that sort of villainized. Absolutely, persona. and I think Trey Trey fits the meta of that so well, especially after what he did in the Mecca. That was that was brilliant. I mean, that playoff series just it felt like it was alive. I yeah I I love I when I like because I was sort of like watching basketball a little bit then, like I wasn't as stuck to my TV as I should have been. Trey made me stick to my TV. Oh, his he box was. office. I wanted to see everything. He's absolutely that he box office. I wanted to, yeah, absolutely. you got to yeah. watch that. And one thing I'll say as well, it was so good to have playoff basketball back at the Mecca. No, oh, it was great. I, I think, yeah, New York, obviously done, like we talked about before, done a lot to make sure they, they stay there. But it was so yeah, good to I, see I welcome that. I think the NBA is a better place with the Knicks being a relevant team. And also fans being back in the building. I oh, mean, that's great. Such a nice change. I mean, I'm probably not as strong as some people are on you know, pumping in the fake crowd music. I didn't think it was that bad in the bubble, but it is so much better when you've got that playoff basketball atmosphere. It's just awesome. As a man yeah, as a man who's a big, you know, EPL advocate that you would just want No. <laughs> like but like soccer's different to basketball, it just wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. Speaking of what I would describe not good. Jarrett Allen has re-signed with the Cavs for five years, $100 million. You're not a Jarrett Allen fan? I'm not anti-Jarrett Allen. I'm anti-giving Jarrett Allen $100 million. 
So you don't want to you don't want to give him twenty mil. No, not interested. See, you're going to hate this, but this is where I feel more comfortable giving him that than John Collins five years, one hundred and twenty-five. I can't believe that. I feel more. I I love Jared Allen. I think he's so good. Um, he he's one of the more underrated players in the league. I think for the for the Cavs, interesting because you know they're they're pretty guard heavy with Garland and Sexton. It'll be interesting to see what what sort of direction the Cavs take. But I'm a huge Jared Allen advocate. I think I think he's great. I think I hate it for a number of reasons. Firstly, I think it's too much money. I think in two years' time, it's going to be a dead weight contract. I hate it because it blocks the path for Mobley, and I love Evan Mobley. I think Mobley is going to be a star. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think it's a lot of money to pay for a guy that was probably important in the league 10 years ago. I think now like you can get a guy like Drummond, you can get a guy like Dwight who play that sort of role, not as well, but for a lot less money. He's still very young as well. He's still young and he's going to get better, but he's the sort of player that I don't want to pay in today's NBA with the cap. I don't know. I get it. I get it's going it. to be interesting to see what kind of player Jared Allen becomes. But you know, for me, my big fear is that he's a guy that you can't play in the last five minutes of games. He's going to get run off the floor because he can't space it. He's going to hurt Mobley. I think this Cavs team, there's a lot going on. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But I don't know. It could be interesting. I'm, I know you're talking about him getting run off the floor. He's a 70% free throw shooter. Like, he's talking about deals. Like, he, he'll be, he's like Gobert, but he can stay on the floor. He's like Whiteside, but he can stay on the floor. Like, he's he's not going to be fouled off or anything like that. You're not going to have to sub him off to make sure you guys are serviceable yeah. in that game. Give me Rudy can hold his own. the week, though. The defensive impact Rudy gives you just changes your team. Oh, I'm not comparing them, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, the difference is one will actually be on in the playoffs, one will be on the court in the last five Yeah, that's fair. I'm still not buying Jared Allen stock. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Right. Ricky Rubio, what about Rubio going to the stock? Cavs. I like it, but I, I think it's because I like Spain Rubio. I, I'm not sure if this is freaking me out. I don't see. I've got a personal endeavor against Rubio. Ever since he was like, this is back in when he was still at the T Wolves his first time around. He was a terrible shooter, and he hit a three to beat OKC. And ever since then, I've <laughs> hated Ricky Rubio. I just despise him because he, he couldn't shoot, and he hit a game winner. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't buying it. I loved him. Like before that happened, when he was like. Rookie into the league, throwing all these like flashy passes, getting five assists in the first three minutes. I loved that because that was like how I played basketball. But I don't know. I think if he's if he's the Spanish Rubio for the Cavs, then it's a great pickup. Yeah, I mean N- NBA Rubio problem- is not FIBA Rubio. Like we got to get that clear. But uh, I like Rubio. I, I like these guys who have been in the league for a bit, not on huge contracts. They know their way around. And, you know, they didn't pay much. They only gave up, you know, Prince a 2022 second and, you know, the upcoming star cash considerations. The problem to me is where does he fit? Because if you're the Cavs, you're going to be starting. You, well, you have to start Garland and Sexton. That's your future. Yeah, I agree. But even if Rubio's off the bench, I don't hate the fit. I think for for a young backcourt, it's important to have some, some veteran guys around it. Yep. 
No, no, I hear so it. I think the Rubio deal is one of those deals for me that it makes sense. They didn't give up, you know, the house for it. He's a good player. I think he helps them. Yeah. All for that in that respect. Yeah. Scary Terry signing a four-year max with Charlotte. Any any thoughts? Well, we've had this conversation in the past. We had this conversation a while ago at Scary Terry. I liked Scary Terry, and I don't think you were as on board as I was. Um, it, it's it's interesting. So they've decided on Rogier over Graham. I agree with that. And I, I, I don't know. I, I like Graham, but Rogier is still. They're both great players. Yeah. Four-year max? Four-year 97 mil was the... Don't like, know. I'm not saying don't it's know. an overpay, but I think oh, it's an that, overpay. No, it is. It's overs. I'm, I'm calling it overs. <laughs> that is... I mean, yeah, that's 20 overs. points a game that's last true, yeah. year. He had the best VORP on his team, but, you know, I just... 97 mil is a lot. I would I would take... See, I would even take Dinwiddie over Rogier. Ooh, that's, that's close, like, that one. He's... I've, Oh, yeah, but, it, but that's what we're saying. It's close, and one's on 30 mil, and one's on 90-something mil. Yeah. I, 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 I don't want to hear No, it. that's fair. I, I'm not going to fight you too hard on that one because I am i don't love the contract. I think, you know, he's a, he's a bit of a cult figure and one of those guys that if you don't pay the fans right, um, I, I don't think you're going to see $97 million worth of, of performance from him. But, hey, the fans love him. I, I like Terry. I don't like the money, though. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Any other burning pieces of news? Nothing really comes to mind, if I'm honest, in terms of moves. There might be... There's probably one that we're going to get ripped for in, in the, the comments. Oh, we've absolutely like missed that, them. Yeah, there's, there's going to be one big move that we missed, and then we'll talk about it in the early stages of the next episode. Yeah, Beautiful. All right, well, that wraps up the news. We'll be back in just a moment. And now this brings us to the final segment for today is the cool wall. Um, if you're an avid Top Gear fan like I am, uh, you know, they have the wall where they rate cars. We thought we'd sort of embed the same sort of concept with rating shoes. And we've got seriously not fire, not fire, fire and grail. Grail obviously being the best, seriously not fire being shoes you would actually want to throw into a fire. So to kick things off, has what is not ideal? <laughs> has what is the shoe that you have put forward today to rate? All right, my first nominee, I reckon, is going to be incredibly divisive, both with you and the fan base. Yep. I'm nominating a pair of the Reebok Answer Fours. If you're not familiar with the shoe, there's going to be a picture up on the Instagram. Let us know in the comments what you think of it. This is an iconic shoe for the 2001 finals moment where Alan Iverson stepped over Ty Lue after making the shot. They're black. They've got a shroud. They've got a white upper. I reckon these are pretty hot. What do you reckon, Hop? Yeah, oh, look, I think it is a, is a good-looking shoe. I, I like the shoe. I think the, the thing for me is that this is also a basketball shoe. The shoe that I've put forward, which you'll see later, is more of a casual wear. Um, so we're going to have to find the, cri- the criteria is like, would I wear this shoe playing basketball? I don't know. I don't know. I think obviously you you feel very passionately about this shoe. So wh- where do you think it would go with you? Where would you fit it? Look, 
for me, I think the shoe itself, if it wasn't for the moment, is probably not fire. Yeah. For me, with the moment, I reckon this slips into the fire category nicely. I think it's one of those shoes that when you see it, you immediately think of that moment. Yeah, look, I <laughs> I don't want to judge shoes by the moments they're worn. I want to judge I don't want to get too attached to them emotionally. I, think, I don't think you can separate it from the moment I, though. It's the step over shoe. Yeah, but you you you're not it's not we're not labeling it as the step we're not rating it as the step over shoe. We're rating it as the shoe on its own, as its own entity. And for that reason, I put it honestly in not fire. Gee, that's a real line ball call there. Yeah, so I don't know how we're going to resolve this. Um, maybe, look, I would be content with having it as the lowest on the fire rank. I would be content. Yeah, I, would, I think it's. I think it's got to be fire. I think it's fire. It's specifically it's, for the moment as well. It's it's either high, not fire, or low on like the lowest on the fire. So. It, I'm going to be pushy here. I'm going to say low fire. Okay, I'm content with it being in the fire category then. I'm I'm content as long as it's at the bottom. Whenever we do our, when we update it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm happy happy to wear that, I'm, but I think it's fire. I'm content with that. Good. I'm counting that one as a win. All right. So next up, obviously, is the shoe you've brought to the table. What are we into here? We're into the. We, look, the most arguably the most iconic shoe model is the Air Force One, right? Let's not really debate. It's like very iconic for Nike. Hey, it's the logo for our podcast. It is. It, you know, we we love. We're this on shoe. board, and I've chosen. We do. I've chosen an interesting colorway. It's the Crater colorway, and I I actually don't mind this colorway. I think you know it keeps the white. It keeps the base of what made the shoe so great at the front. It's like business at the front, party at the back sort of aspect of this shoe. And I really like the fact how it actually is made with 20% recycled materials, which I think is something that you've got to look at and think that's actually really good for the future of shoemaking, how we're taking the environment into consideration in what we're doing. So, Hey, all for saving the environment. Yeah, we're all for it. And I, I would put it in fire, if I'm honest. I would, I would have it there. This segment might not last long because I'm not sure we've got the same taste in shoes. <laughs> because taking into account the 20% recycled materials, which is something I absolutely love, I'm still putting this in seriously not fire. See, no, no, I'm not having that for a second. I'm not having that for a second. I, I love the Air Force One. This colorway, I'm not, nah, I'm not on board with. No, nah, you're tripping. Absolutely not. When it comes to Air Force Ones, I want it in all black if I'm clamping up or I want it in all white. I want to keep it simple. Oh, I can't have that. I actually cannot have that. I'm see, having it. I see, think that's where I've got to put so it. I, I don't compare this with the one you put forward because yours is a basketball shoe, right? So we're not... These aren't... We're comparing apples with oranges here. This one... No, I still think it's... I still think it's fire, to be honest. I'd, like for the sake with it. for the sake of this, I'd be happy to meet in the middle and just put it in not fire. But I, to I me think the concept is fire. You know, a, a recyclable take on a classic shoe. I just don't like the colorways. It's it's white, but then it's got a sort of brown back to it. It's, it's not for me. No, nah, I'm I'm pushing for this to be in not fire. If I'm honest, I, I think it deserves to be. I think it deserves to be higher than what you're ranking. It. I think fire or not fire. No, I think I think not fire is where it's going to have to go there, somewhere in the middle. But 
I'm not with this shoe. I, I like recyclable concepts. I think the Adidas Parlay line is brilliant. I need something different from Nike. This is this is not doing it for me. No, not having that for a second has. Absolutely not. But, I mean... It's, it's not fire. It's, it's Unfortunately, it's what it is. It's not fire. For the sake of this, I'll have to settle for not fire. So, that's... Fair enough. That's where the first two shoes fit. That's sort of what I was expecting, to be honest. Nothing at the absolute top, I, nothing at the absolute bottom. Yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. I think both of us have walked away from that going, hmm, didn't <laughs> think that would go that way. A little bit hurt, a little bit burned, but I think, um, I think we've probably come to the right conclusion. Um, yeah, I'm just going to cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> Unrelated. I'm feeling good. <laughs> Unrelated. I'm not doing well. Um, so, the final shoe... Harry, if you'd like to talk through the last shoe that we put up for the fan vote on uh, Instagram for you guys to, at home to vote for, where you think it should fit, would you like to introduce the shoe? Yeah. First things first, we're not giving any thoughts on these ones. We're chucking up on the Instagram, yeah. see what the comments have to say about it, and we'll give it a chat about it next week on the next show. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Nike Air Up Tempo 96s. So, there's a real classic, nice and white with the big Air yeah. logo on the side in the red. Nice and hot. Drop a comment on the Instagram. Let us know what you think about it. I, I'm really keen to see what the people see, think about this. These. I know we, we've sort of established what our differences in shoe tastes are. I think this will really test the waters for our community to see where they're at. I'm, I'm keen to see what they think. I'm keen to see what they think. I'm also expecting a bit of mixed reviews, from this, if I'm honest. Yeah, it could be all our anarchy in the comments, just like it was for us when we introduced our respective shoes. <laughs> I suppose we'll just have to wait and see, won't we? We will. We will. And th- and that's all we've got for today. Good first show. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. I'm sure it's not, hopefully not every episode as long as this one, but um, <laughs> this was a very yeah, long- we've gone long time. Yeah. So, we're going to definitely cut it shorter. We're going to try and aim for that 25, 30-minute mark. I think that's a good point to add for, but, you know, but we'll we'll see what happens. So- I'm Liam saying thanks for listening. And Harry, if you want to say anything, yes. Head over to the socials to vote on those shoes. Thank you very much for listening. All the best, guys.